From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hey, 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 hour number two, the uh, big and wild outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Bill, and Aaron in the studio today. Jonathan up north. Uh, what are we calling him now? Panhandle John. Panhandle John. Panhandle John. He's up there uh, fixing stuff up in Blunston, trying to get things prepared, getting ready for uh, hunting season. I know uh, still repairing uh, things over there after uh, Michael decided to go in there and tear up the whole neighborhood. So uh, he'll be up there for a while. I wanted to bring this kind of up because, believe it or not, we're in the uh, month of May, and uh, next month will be June. Yeah, hunting season's not far away. And then month after that will be hunting season. <laughs> so uh, I was having a discussion with a gentleman the other day, and uh, he was talking about getting a rifle for his kid. I said, well, how old is he? And he says he's 13. And I said, well, uh, you know, you can't go wrong. Just about every guy's, uh, you know, first rifle, you know, go with a lever action type thing. Uh, we all had one. I, I know I did. I had a Model 94 that my brother ended up getting. What do you have? I, I never had a lever action. I've still never owned a lever action. <clears throat> but I had a pump. But you got to remember where Bill's from. Yeah. All right. Well, you would think no, no, lever popular up there. Extremely popular. Yeah, they're popular just, up in Pennsylvania. But Bill just wasn't a popular guy then. No. Ah, my yeah. dad, my uh, grandfather gave me one of his original guns, which was a thirty-five Remington pump, and um, it it hold a lot of shells. You know why? Because up there where he is, they do deer drives. So you want something that you can, you know. Pump really quick because that deer's coming by at a click, uh, a pretty good clip. So you want to be able to, uh, you know, old grandpa wanted to be able to sling a little bit of lead out of that thirty-five Remington. I, I never slung lead out of it, but my brother borrowed the gun one time, and I, he unloaded it. I mean, I think you'd hold nine shells, and he unloaded it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why they buy them up there. That's why they got to be so popular up there, and. Uh, those pumps, that deer comes running through there. It's boom, 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 boom. I mean, uh, you better hope there's nobody on the other side. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I've never shot that many times at a running deer. I mean, you either knock him down or he's gone in the timber pretty quick. Yeah, the only time that I ever <clears throat> wasted more than a couple of rounds on a deer was uh, just outside of Gulf Hammock. I was hunting with some friends of mine, and two big bucks popped up out of the middle of these palmettos we're in a giant palmetto not field. palmettos yeah yeah palmettos yeah palmettos why because glenn hates it when we talk about palmettos oh well we weren't picking berries we were actually deer <laughs> we were deer hunting unless you want to talk about palmetto berries no, we're talking, good. okay <laughs> uh so uh my timing was off i was about uh 14 15 somewhere i had my old lever action and my timing was off. The deer jumped up, and, of course, they were going through the palmettos. So what were they doing? They weren't bounding. running. They were bounding. So every time I'd go and shoot, it was on the way down. Bang! So I was shooting where he was, not where he was going to be. So <laughs> it was like boom, boom, boom. And finally I went, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I, this rhythm is way off. I'm not going to hit this thing. Big six-pointer. Boom. Every time he would go up, 
I'd gum would come, but it was perfect timing. And he'd pow, pow. And he was just like, get it, gave me the white flag and took off into the woods. And uh, that was all she wrote. But anyway, the discussion that I was having with this gentleman was he's, he uh, said he kind of poo-pooed the idea, but he's like, I don't want to live well, it and do it. Did you want to know what my first lever action was? <clears throat> no. I felt left out. You should, because you shoot a pump. You said everyone had a twenty had a uh, lever action. And you did. Okay. You had a third, what, you had a twenty two. I had a twenty two Magnum. Oh, twenty two Mag. Henry? No, Winchester. Winchester? Yep. Top eject or out the side angle? It was out the side. Really? Yeah. Still got it? Nope. Oh, darn. <laughs> I wish I did. Though. Well, the, the discussion went to the guy said, uh, well, you know, I don't want to live it into a 30-30 or, you know, one of those big bush gun type things. I, you know, we go out west a bit. And we, so I want him to be able to use it not only here, but also out west. I said, dude, have you seen the new Henry's? Have you seen the, the Marlon? Have you seen the, the Brownings? I mean... And he's like, no, what are you talking about? I go, man, Henry's got you know, six five Creedmoor. I mean, you can get it in all these really huge popular um, you know, cartridges these days. I think because he thought, you know, it was all tube fed that, you know, your those capabilities are not allowed. But uh when it comes to the Brownings and all that stuff like that, uh I mean you can get them in two seventy, three oh eight, twenty two, two fifty, I think seven millimeter mag, uh in uh is it Browning or somebody? Somebody even makes one in the 300 Win Mag. Your favorite little uh, tech driver, Bill George. Yeah, yeah. So you should get one. Get no. yourself one right there, if man. I, if I turn around, <sighs> if I get a lever action, it's going to be a 44. It's just. 44 Mag? 44 Mag. Well, you yeah. know, they also make them in 357. And yeah, no, it'd be, a 40, long it'd be a 44. It'd be, you shove a round in there or a round in your pistol and just. You know, yeah, I had that dream as well. One time, as you know, I was going to walk through the woods with my Ruger Bisley forty-four mag strapped on my hip, and then I'd have my Ruger forty-four mag carbine in my hand, and that way I'd just have bullets I could just transfer them, swap them out if I ever got into a fight with a bunch of engines or something. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man, why do you need that? I mean, if you should. Have enough no, in there. It'd be it'd be more of a fun gun than it it would a work gun for me. Fun just gun. Just go out there and plink and. Well, then you uh, you could get uh, a lever action in two two three. You could get one in there. You could be out plinking around with that. Forty fours are easier to reload. Are they? They are. They are. I have thousands of empty casings. Thousands. Thousands. And what are you going to do with them? At one point, I reloaded. You're going to reload them? No, or at you one point, I, I them? was reloading. Oh, and you, man, you don't do it anymore? Because if you start reloading 44 mag again, I may rethink the whole Beasley uh, Ruger uh, carbine thing all over again. If, if you needed 44s reloaded, we can handle it. Yeah. That'd be I nice. Just, I used to go out there and shoot hundreds of rounds at a time. And at that point, you know, I bought a bunch of brass from Midway and everything i needed and we were going out there and reloading did you load it up to mag specs or were you shooting like 44 special type loads no i was i was shooting some hot stuff and then i had there was a one one uh thing if we were just plinking i think it was 8.3 grains of red dot that you'd put in there it was it was a nice easy shoot yeah well 44 special if you get it a little lower makes it nice 
until you hear, hear that little uh, punk where the primer goes off, but no other powder in there. And then it gets to be no, kind of strange. Is, you shoot so 100 you rounds out of your pistol. It's, it gets a little brutal sometimes. So what did I end up with? So what did he end up with? He didn't what did end up with, with anything. He was like, uh, well, I'll have to you look totally into that. You totally confused him. No, I said he said I, I've never heard of that before. I didn't know that those options were out there. So he wants to go and do a little more. Uh, See, he had his mind made up, and he was just coming in to get no, a specific wasn't. item. No, and be done out the door. Kids no. happy, and then all of a sudden you have to tell him the, the gazillion opportunities and items. Well, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you want to know that? Because then, uh, and actually, this conversation started in the fishing department. So nah, nah. and so uh, <laughs> Guy the comes second down thing to- is. Get a marriage license, and he says, "You sure you want to do that?" There's a nice little brunette over there <laughs> <laughs> who's free. So uh, anyway, uh, no, but uh, he said I, I didn't know that because you know in his mind all he think of he knew his grandfather I think had a thirty five Remington, his dad had a thirty thirty, and he's like I don't want to limit that because my dad wouldn't shoot more than one hundred fifty yards, and you know blah 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 blah. And I was like, no, dude, man, nowadays. That new Henry is a sweet-looking rifle. That's going to be my next lever action. Is it really? Yeah. It'll, it'll, I'm going to get a Henry. Save some money. I am. Save uh, some money. Maybe or, that'd be my retirement present to myself. I, You know, it, what's really funny is I find so that... when I, I retire 20 years from now, I get one. I find a lot of gentlemen who come in and purchase Henrys are in that zone of their lives. Where they're like, I've always wanted one, and I wanted to get one, and so I'm getting one, and doggone it, I'm going to get that one right there. Can I get any ammo for it? Sure you can. Okay. <clears throat> but now you can't you? retire. Now you can't retire. <laughs> Got to keep working so I can afford to buy it. Got to pay for that Henry rifle yeah. I purchased. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break, you guys. Uh, don't forget, if you want to uh, call in on the show, uh, all you have to do is uh, give us a call at 888 That's 888 888- <clears throat> 404-1010. And if you call in, just say hi to Erin. She'll write your name and number down and put you in the hat uh, so that you might be able to get yourself a nice tie Pro uh, tying tool that we're going to give away at the end of the show. It's that simple. Call and register, basically, is all I'm saying. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. So stop doing that, Bill George. Stop yawning. We'll be back. Other baits. Hey, welcome in everybody. It's the big and wild outdoors. <clears throat> Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford. Braden, Glenn, uh, Bill, and Aaron in the studio today. Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. Um, uh, it seems uh, Kentucky Lake is going to be a popular place again this year. High school football, uh, high school uh, bass fishing teams are going to be heading up there again this year, as well as uh, what was it, 130. Um, Teams from colleges from around the country, they'll also be there for competing up there for their big, uh, their big classic going on up there. That's getting to be the lake to go up to and um, and fish for all the big tournaments. It's the big uh, equalizer, I guess. Well, I think they have some kind of a uh, agreement with the uh, school programs or whatever it is. Uh, so I don't know how, if they're going to renew that or if they're going to continue that. Uh, when I think it was like a five year. Uh, contract or arrangements made or something like that and it's a nice lake well this would be accommodation this would be the fifth year they do it up there so So this may be over i don't think so because i uh i know a couple of uh 
people who are going up there and um, practicing, shall we say? Uh, the, after this fifth year, we'll see what they renew for six, you know, after this contract agreement's over, arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see them bring it somewhere like Texas, uh, Florida, Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Semi. I don't know. I'm just saying, bring it to Florida once. If you're going to make it really challenging, you should make them go do it at uh, like Lake Seminole over here in Pinellas County. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's like, There's a lot of fish yeah, over there. There'll yeah. be a boat in every uh, 10 feet. Yeah, there'll be yeah. one every 10 feet. They'd be like stack going, them in there. Hey, can you pick that fish up and just jump right by your boat? <laughs> we haul it in tilapia going, does this count? Does this count? I don't think this counts. way it goes, they'd go bring it here, and then we'd put a thing where you can't keep any bass you know yeah effective sure? effective immediately yeah okay well i i know that uh, a lot of our guys of course around the area they're they're trying to get in there and uh do their best to get up there for the uh for the high school portion of it that's for sure and i think that this year there was a rumor floating around too that there there may be um some television coverage up there there may be some uh, ESPN type stuff going on up there. So hopefully uh, the high school kids up there will get a little recognition. Maybe give you a little more incentive to fish a little harder. Well, they they already do have that initiative. I mean, because uh, kids are getting scholarships to college uh, to get their education continued and mm-hmm. uh, through, through those programs with the, the bass fishing and the high school programs. But some of the schools don't even recognize that. So that's still – it's still a new area, so uh, hopefully in the next couple of years it'll transition a little better for our public schools to be more involved in recognition for the kids that participate in those programs. And because uh, it is like, uh, like you can win scholarships, and so it's it to me it should be recognized. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's more of a rural thing or anything like that, but I always wondered why uh, Pinellas County never really <clears throat> glommed on to being uh, you know having a bass fishing club or whatever it is in high school uh here and then i I, you know what you have to sit back and kind of look at the bigger picture and i'm thinking do you know how many of those kids in high school are out every single day or every other day or every other weekend or with their dads or uncles or friends or family out fishing here locally they're always out fishing i mean when i was here with my friends we were always out on the water so i didn't have to have a club to be able to go do it, we would all be on bicycles and just run around fishing canals and everything else around here. So. Well, the club thing comes in for like the school programs. It is in order for it to be recognized, right? Uh, it needs to happen. Maybe you, when B gets up in uh, high school age, you can uh, get him to start a bass club. Be uh, the first one. I'd rather see him get to uh, college on a shooting scholarship, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> do they still have shooting scholarships? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of colleges and universities that still do that. They don't like to talk about it, I guess, apparently, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, they do. Why? Do you want to try to get in one? I just maybe hook him up in both, both categories. That way it increases his opportunity and maybe get that scholarship paid for. I can shoot and I can fish? Is that what? Yeah, why not? The combination. I can understand what Bill George is alluding to and the fact that uh, what's happened in light uh, in the past five years or so, I'm sure a lot of colleges and universities aren't staying, uh, you know, welcome, welcome new shooters Yeah, that's uh, to our uh, shooting class competition scholarship fund. So it wouldn't sound we very good. We just need good. to get our kids in, involved in more fishing so they can really enjoy the 
life in itself and get a better understanding of the value of life. Well, I think that parenting that, would be really good. I think a lot of them do. I think uh, depending on where you live, uh, some kids get a better opportunity to go out and do it than others. I mean, uh, growing up as a kid out in the middle of nowhere, uh, our our fishing opportunities were pretty limited to where we could go on a weekend with our parents or throw the rod over your shoulder, grab your tackle box and hoof it down and go find a couple of stock ponds out somewhere where you could uh, fish around and reel around and get chased by water moccasins all day and have a great, awesome adventure. So, you know, fishing's I, where you find it. I, I don't worry about the water moccasin as much as I do about the bull. The Yeah. <laughs> I can deal with the water moccasin. <laughs> You know what, though? It's an amazing thing. And this is why when I was out at Bull Shark 30 and I had the Bull Shark uh, swim around us this past weekend, that I had the mentality that I would be all right. I got a fishing pole on one hand. I got a pocket knife. I'm all good. Because one time cutting across a field, there was this big, huge, nasty, gray Brahma bull out there, just like every big snot-slinging uh, bear, you know, one that you ever see in the rodeo, clipped horns, the whole nine yards, just looked like a killer. And you know what? He started moving towards us and he started getting that little, you know, that head down, uh, ears kind of low, kind of feet out in front of him. Like he was getting ready to charge. You know what scared him off? Just whipping that pole around the noise that it makes. Yeah, that was uh, the noise that the pole made. I think was one of those things where he kind of like, he was like, Whoa. Whoa, 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 what is that? What is- He's got a lot of a lot of flies over there. I better stay away. So you sit there going, don't you come over here, man. It's like a, a kung fu movie, you know, every time he'd move. And uh, he backed off, took off, he went. So every time we'd cut across that field, you'd always have your pole out there, whipping it around, making noise, make sure that bull didn't come running up there on us. But it worked. So try it next time you hop over a fence, Bill George. Uh, yeah, next time you're doing that trespassing, try it. No, it's not trespassing if you have the right to be there, but, you know, I don't trust something that can run me over. Just as long as you got a zip code 202, you're fine. Okay. You're all fine. Just make the little <laughs> ding, and then he'll be out of there. He'll be gone. Didn't have any bull adventures in your life, Glenn? You didn't cut through any fences and go over, you know, across Chemley's property to get over to the stock tank? Nothing like that? Uh, I had some bull and some cow ventures, yeah. <laughs> cow ventures? Bull and cow. Cows never really, uh, you know, I had bull ventures, not cow ventures. <laughs> Get around a cow with a, a baby calf and you'll be running around a tree too. <laughs> Got to have a fishing pole. You well, didn't whack her with a fishing pole? You just ran around and took, you think the tree's going to protect you? I guess. Well, I did because I, I kept running around that tree until she got tired. You know, that's the same advice they give to uh, visitors when they come down to go hog hunting. I always love that when they just run around a tree. Get up, hey, get to a tree. Get get up to a tree as quick as you can. And I was like, really? Uh, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to try to shimmy myself up a tree while some hog is running around out there. If it gets to be that point, turn around with a pistol and start shooting. That's the way you do it. Yep, gotta have one. Yeah, Glock forty five. Put it in there and uh, do what you got to do. Just do like Bill, just sling lead, regardless of what effectiveness it is. Just uh, make noise. No. Well, he's got, you remember, he shoots a 300 Win Mag, so the concussion alone stuns them, depending on what distance it is. Yeah, just blows their hair back. <laughs> Speaking of that, Bill, uh, 
it is that time of the year again where everybody's getting ready for their food plots. And uh, so I'm going to have to get something going. I don't know what I'm going to do up there. And that Do the turnip thing that Bill George did. It worked out great. Not only I'm gonna do, you... do something myself. I I've never done something up there, you know. But uh, you know, he went from uh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do it. Wait, are you talking about up on the lease? Or are you on talking about oh, okay. yeah, yeah? I don't I don't I don't like hunting a feeder. I just it's something about it just is is not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind taking people out there and shooting pigs by it, but. Uh, I wouldn't mind a food plot. I think I could do that. So you're going to uh, food plot one side and leave the uh, feeder out possibly for the uh, wild swine that may be approaching your area? Yeah, I think I'm going to put the food plot about 100 yards away. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a, probably a good idea. Are you going to try to do the uh, turnip jobber out there where you are, or are yeah. you going to try something yeah. different? Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to do a variety. Well, the reason I bring that up is because you know that is available out at G5 Feed and Outdoors Ooh. right there, Glenn. Okay. The turnip blend thing in my mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. That way you can dig up your own tournaments and uh, turnips and have them as well as feed the wildlife. Yeah, just sit and stand and eat some turnips. They're delicious. They are. <laughs> with a little salt. I love them that way. Put them in with some beets. Are we driving any nuts yet, Aaron? <laughs> I'm just waiting for it just to hang up on us like, you know what? You know what? Click. We are big and big and wild outdoors. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, we'll be right back. Okay. Every break has an intermission of uh, Braden singing us something. (laughs) What? Maybe we'll just leave it live. Singing in the studio. I don't know why that song popped into my head. I don't know. It was just one of those moments. I guess it must have been a moment. Well, I will say a moment that I got to experience this week. Uh, something new that I can add to the list of what a coyote eats. Oh, I thought it was going to be one of those. Uh, one of those. I've never done one of these, but I did, and it was awesome. But now, what did you did you experience this firsthand, or did you see it happening around you? I seen it happening around me. Really? Yeah. What were they as, eating or uh, eating on? As I was uh, traveling down the drainage system, uh, I noticed some wood driving duck, on a ditch along a ditch line. Okay. Yeah. And I noticed about maybe forty yards ahead of me the wood ducks flying up, and I said, "Well, they normally don't fly that far out. They usually let me get the, within ten or fifteen yards of them." Mm-hmm. And as I was approaching, there's a coyote with a wood duck in his mouth. Had really? It's like, man, they got to give that one some kudos to be able to catch a duck. A That's wood a duck. ninja. So, That's a ninja coyote. Ninja so you, yote. So you distracted the wood duck. <laughs> and they say, well, here comes Glenn. And they're watching you. And all of a sudden, boom. Coyote gets them. So that's what you're saying is that uh, it's no, the Glenn's coyote fault? apparently is what flushed them up to start with. They had nothing to do with me coming down the canal. It was uh, they were already in that area, and the coyote must did his stealth and was waiting. You know, maybe he was just patterning uh, the ducks because they continually come back and forth through there and waited for him to get next say. to the shore and pounced on it. I was gonna say, you know, how sneaky, sneaky that boy would have to be to get up that close to a wood duck and get the leap on it. That's pretty amazing. Yep. But you know what? The same can be said for a cat. When they catch a cat, you know, I mean, they, you know, cats are pretty darn quick, and they can cut pretty quick too. So uh, they got to be pretty agile to be able to do what they do. 
So at that point, I said, man, I really got to step up my game around here and start helping out my wildlife. The the cottontails are on the decline again. They were real plentiful, and I hadn't heard any coyotes in a while. And then now when the train comes by, they let me know they're back. Yeah. You know what? Uh, talking to uh, Robert and, and John out at uh, G5, they're going to try to encourage more people to step up out there. You know, they got predator uh, calling devices out there and – some mouth, mouth, mouth calls and things like that, which you can do a uh, portable type thing. But uh, they really said, you know, there's not a lot of people around here that are trying to put the emphasis on reducing the amount of them. So that might be something that they want to start looking into. And we should encourage more people to do it. I know that Toby, God bless him, you know, went up there and started his little citrus, uh, you know, coyote cleanup in that area just because of the effect that they were having on his hunting area around there where he turkey hunts. So uh, he took it upon himself and invited the public to come up. Man, come help me with my problem. Come up here and start whacking some of these things and get them out of here. Maybe they ought to have a trade-in program. Bring in a coyote, get a bag of corn. That would be awesome. Wait, are you talking about a G5? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do with a coyote? What am I going to do with it? Sell it to some restaurant in New no, York? No, no, no. Just, just. Sparking the conversation and getting people to bring them in, you know. I say you make him. You bring in a coyote hide, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll maybe do a trade then. Are you gonna? Are you gonna tan it? I'm not I might just to. bring it to you fresh. Here it is. Hey man, I got I got people. I can call Ross. We can get stuff tanned and hide and done all that stuff all we want to. We got Dustin Crumb, man. We can call him up, man. He's getting wallets made and everything else out of all those pythons he's taking out of there. He's making money on them dead snakes. Somebody needs to. You know he's getting <laughs> that's a, the incentive. You know he's getting his uh, new show on uh, Discovery. Did you know that? No. no. Yeah, local boy done good. What do you guys don't talk to him? What, what's wrong with you guys? Why you got to be so arrogant? You go. You can't call a man no, who's out there barefooted. We know it. No. Well, that's because you don't talk to him. You don't communicate. You don't. I know you got that that lifeline hooked up when you and he talk, whatever. Well, you got to know but what's I don't going watch on. A, I don't watch a lot of TV. So. I, it's not about TV. It's about, try, you know, when you see an episode when he's on Swamp People, it's about going, hey, man, you guys got any of that leftover crappie over there? Make sure you bring that home. Man, we found that five months ago. And so they don't have the fish anymore, so. I didn't know that, but I did. I did see a man and a woman were arrested the other day, and uh, they blew through a stop sign. And when mm. the cop got there, it looked a little suspicious. And I guess they had like thirty, forty turtles in the back of their car. And um, you mean like gopher tortoises? Or no, or like box them turtles? little streakers, streaker turtles, like red ears. Mm. I don't know what you're calling the, the, a streaker turtle. Well, huh? I'm just saying what they were the striped ones. But hey, the 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 people hey. that did the traffic stop didn't know. But the weird thing was when they asked the people if they had anything else, lo and behold, they did. Drugs? No. Worse. Ammunition? Worse than drugs in the state of Florida. They had an alligator. And the lady had a 1-foot alligator stuffed in her yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> How do you hide an alligator in yoga pants? Please tell me that it was taped. Was it the mouth taped on the thing, or do you not know? It I did mean, not I'm, appear so. A one-foot alligator yeah. stuffed down in? Okay. 
What was I did? Was there any I don't more know to the if she's story related to Richard Gear? Or, or what does that got to do with any? Oh, <laughs> oh, Bill George, that's just not right. I just why do you stuff a well, alligator well, in your you know yoga pants? Uh, apparently, they're trying to hide it. You know, because uh, it was probably in the vehicle, and the dude went here. Put these. In, put, this, put this in your pants. He's not going to look in there. Go for it. Do it. You got to do. Do what you got to do. Now is that, that's a federal. That's a federal offense. No, it, it, it's going to be FWC. It'd be it's. But like I said, you can turn around and do a lot of things in this state. Alligators is one thing they do not. Generally yeah, but they play get with. they get pretty hard on turtles too, man. If you start messing yes. with turtles, so that that's they're gonna they'll probably get at least a fifteen dollar fine. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But here I mean, uh, next week. Time to apply for alligator license. You know, I saw that Tony Young actually wrote an outdoor section uh, this past uh, uh, out of the woods on his out of the woods segment. This uh, what to expect when you go through your uh, the process of applying for an alligator permit, and it was actually it was pretty good. It was pretty he does concise. a good job with FWC with he their does. public publication side on in, informing and education. Uh, He's a very talented individual when it comes to he's writing good, and yeah, he's a great writer when it comes to that and and, and does a lot of research and uh, gets in there and does it and uh, if you don't know more about it, uh, go to myfwc.com if you can navigate through it, although it does seem to have gotten easier at least on the fishing side of it to get through it. you know you're basically clicking on pictures anymore. Uh, yeah, it's not like it used to be where everything was right there on the front page. And- you click hunting, then click alligator. You'll have all kinds of links to the different areas they have. I will tell you that not every, if you look at the quotas, there are still some quotas that are going to be adjusted. Um, what does that mean? If you look at the number of people who are going to get permits for each of the areas, they are still in the final hours of trying to finalize some of those numbers. Bill, I'm going to go out what? on the limb and say that. I don't think it's going to be as busy a season this year for collect uh, for applying. I think everybody that'll apply will get a, a permit. Uh, no, I don't think it's going to what be sixty five thousand applications. Why, oh, yeah, would you, well, why would you say that? No. Because I, I, I has it not been going down every year? I mean, it, as, as it has you, been going down a little bit, but uh, everybody I've everybody that I've talked to uh, and I've in conversation, uh, just say ten. We just use a number ten. About six of them, I'm not applying this year. Is it because the prices are so low? It's just not worth their effort, or they're just uh, bored with it and done with it and been there, done that. Yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. Been there, they already experienced it, and uh, the having to go out and specific hunt at night after trying to work or got the weekend activities with the mm-hmm. family and right. uh, you got to go at nighttime. Um, you don't have to go at night from five to 10 in the morning. Uh, so they're just not into it. I think they're losing their mojo. Well then maybe they no. need to be out there pushing for all day hunting again. The, so, uh, what, I don't know if that would help. Why would that help if you're already, because if the people can't hang with the big dogs at night, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I spend very few nights all night long anymore. Very few. I go out. I start at five o'clock. I hunt till dark. If it's, if I'm good, I'm good and put it back on the trailer, go home and get some sleep. All this all night hunting. I, I, 
You're I'm, just not as young as you used to be. I'm not as young as I used to be, and I just I, I find myself doing so well other times that I don't generally need to. Is that what it is? You do enough scouting and you get uh, it's preparation, so that way you can get there, get it done, and do it. It's like turkey hunting. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, uh, I just think that, I don't know, I think with the popularity of uh, like shows like uh, Swamp People and things like that, kind of like uh, the falling decline off. a little bit, yeah, falling off. Maybe the adventure part of it is, you know, been there, done that. And uh, I don't know if you're going to see too many uh, out of staters coming in to do it as, as much as they used to do it. That, and, which would still, make more. I don't think we're going to have any problems. Um, with the number of applicants, I think it's going to be up there. Well, I, we're just I, going to see. But now the prices are they still steady or are they still pretty low? Oh, they're they're because very depressed. The hide market for those wild hides is nothing, nothing at all. Well, I mean, it's because you got so many uh, Florida alligators leaving in the form of eggs that are uh, being well, hatched in other the, places. The the number of resources going into farm alligators in the United States is is pretty large, and that's where they are going. It's where they want the hides. Perfect. So this is about just getting stuff that you're going to put in your freezer just like in anything else yep. for, for the most part. Uh, most people are going to go out there and go, I'm going to go spend my 200 and whatever cent in dollars and get out there and kill it and grill it. Yep. It's all good. All right. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Be back. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Awesome. Man, Braden. What? <laughs> Talking to Bill George, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay down. Take a nap. You shouldn't have put all them donuts into me, man. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm sitting here up. buzzing. My hands are sweating. I got so much sugar in there. It's all jacked up on donut holes. Dang I right. I mean if he would share half of that stuff uh, off the air on the sure. air, it would be oh. very interesting to see what <laughs> What kind of response we would be getting? I'm just saying it is, it's so much controversy. Hunters, hunters against hunters, man. I just can't stand it. It's it's like fishing and everything else, man. Do you do you and just leave me the heck alone, man? I mean, what, what, wasn't that the American way? Oh, yeah, Seriously, it was at one point. If, if, I don't you know, know that it ever was. I mean, I bust on Bill George all in good fun because he's out there with a 300 wind cannon. But uh, if that's what he chooses to go out there and shoot rabbits with, then that's up to him, man. Best day in my life was the day you said, you don't need. You don't need. <laughs> no, I said, why do you need? No, you said, you don't need. <laughs> you don't need no 300 wind mag. Threw it right back at me, man. I got crud all over my face. Big disgrace. Dragging my name all over the place. Man, yeah. he just got it all. I'm, that's it. You get six donut holes next time. Yeah. You don't get the full 12. My hands are, look, I could probably drip. I'm, I'm sitting here freaking out. Well, no, I am waiting to hear back on, uh, you know, I did apply for the elk hunt in Kentucky this year. And? And uh, I was thinking, they said the 1st of May, the re, you know, that drawing would take place. So I went online to see if I got a draw. And? Are they in the decision-making process? Yeah, it says I got to wait till May 20th. Oh. After. Well, let me get, After 5 p.m. Put let you me, in the back of the line. Let me tell you. You're not going to get it. What? He can't even get an alligator permit. Why do you want to be such a pessimist? Years. I'm now, stepping you know out. Of, I'm stepping out on my state. I'm going somewhere else now. You look at it this way. You got to give the boy credit. <laughs> I mean, uh, where was the other? You, didn't you do a moose thing one time too? Didn't we do a moose thing up in Maine? Yeah, just to, for 
just for, for fun. fun. Yeah, and, yeah, I, didn't I, get it though. Yeah, but you know what? At least you tried. Yeah, I you're, mean, how many people have had that opportunity? And I really ain't into the moose hunting thing, but dude, uh, I'd have taken a leg. Don't worry, I'd, I'd take some of it off your hands. It, put in for the moose permit in Maine. Chances are probably better than your elk hunt in the Kentucky. How do you know that? Because I do. No, you don't. And then you're going to freak the freak out no if he problem. gets picked. Because yeah, you if, can if, drive down the road. See, if and you were a real good pal, if you were a good pal, like, you know, when you watch uh, Young Guns, you know, see, Chavez here knows the meaning of the word pal. What you would say is, Glenn, I really hope you get it. And you know what? If you get chosen, I will pick up, I will pay for your gas to get up there if you just share a little bit of it with me when you bring it back. I got a one in That's what you should be saying, Bill George. 50,000 chance. <laughs> That's yeah. better than the lottery. It's a lot better than the lottery. Well, yeah. I put in for three different draws, so I got, I guess, three in 650,000 There you go. Chance. Now, now he's Because I put in for the bull uh, hunt with the firearm and the cow firearm and then the archery. Cow or bull. I got a sneaking feeling that you're going to get a cow archery tag. That Well, if I get a cow archery, then it's good for a bull, too. Really? Either one. Either one. So it's an either sex tag. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be. Dude. See, now you should be encouraging this mm-hmm. young man for taking the time and putting in the effort well, to I, get up there and do what he's got to do. You need to be I, praying for my draw. I, there I, you I go. I appreciate you giving your application money towards conservation. Blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm It hearing. was only $10 an application, and you're only allowed to submit one. See, there you go. Per hunt type. Per hunt. So I submit. Thirty bucks. Not all yeah. of us can go flop around up at Grandpa's place up in, in Pennsylvania and then shoot big fat, you know, corn-fed deer that can't even get out of the way of a car. No, yeah, that's what Bill that's does. What I'm saying. I think he's just a road runner. You can't feed him up there. <laughs> he's a road runner. Yeah, he just drives the roads. Look what I got today. Oh, maybe that explains the thousands of rounds of forty-four mag he dumps out yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and reloads. And reloads. <laughs> the 300 wind mag is only for the coup de gras after he uh ankle shoots a couple of deer out the window as he's driving down uh pa highway 6bb well speaking of that i did get asked if we ever figured out what that picture was on the game cam uh you know what i had about six people come up to me yeah. uh zeke tara all the barracuda they're like what what do you think that really is what do you think that is what i go man dude i have no idea what it is all I can tell you is that it's not sending me anything other than a black, just a black picture. Really? Now. So you think it like knocked it down? It went it's like in its, it's in its belly. Yeah, oh, it, it could it, be in its belly. It neutralized it. Now, this is the this is the last picture I got on the tenth. Now that's the one that looks like it has a leg. Has the legs in it? No. Is that the one that looks like it's got legs in it? What no. is that one? I don't know, but that's what I got now. Uh, show it to Erin. She's on the freaky side. She'll know what that is. But you know what that is? Maybe you oh, need to go up there. Squinting. Yeah, maybe you should drive up there, chicken. Chicken. I, th- I think if Jonathan would have been here, he would have been up there this weekend. He'd been up there with his Glock 45, 900 rounds, and he'd I mean, be looking look at, for whatever it is. It's just like it a little black hole in the middle yeah, of the haze. Yeah, the black haze. hole's throwing me off. It looks like maybe like an Alfred Hitchcock movie or something. <laughs> Dude, when you zoom in on it like that, it looks almost like some weird spirit. Like a door. Like a just door or something. On. Yeah, that's, Dude, that's freaky. 
Maybe that's the intestinal track, as Bill George pointed out. It's in its belly. The Bates Motel. <laughs> you're getting the you're getting the intestinal track of a large Bigfoot primate. Uh, well, it? it says it's 71 degrees in there. <laughs> wow, that's what near, the temperature is. I'm going to guess it's near the end of the run. But think about it. It's eight eight twenty one p.m. is the picture, and it doesn't look like anything. I can't believe you had not gotten up there. Man, the been, day I'd have got that picture. Too much. No, I'd have been up there like the next day to go up there and see, look for footprints or whatever it was around there. Uh, I'm going to try to get up there. I just don't know when. Do you look a little nervous? Need some help? You need, need a little company, a little backup? No. I, when I go there, I will have my can of wash spray, wash. snake boots, and whatever <laughs> else I need. Some wash. tick repellent, my thermosail. I'll be good. I can uh, make a couple phone calls because we can show up there with some uh, full auto gear with uh, some suppressors on there if you uh, need to keep it down a little on the down low. If you want to <laughs> well, do that kind of thing. Are you I, I'm, I'm is, just, there, is there any more talk about getting rid of that suppressor tax? Uh, no one has mentioned anything, and let's just keep it that way. So just shut up. Let's go to the phone. Sometimes phones. it's like you, Bill George. When you work undercover, it's kind of one of those things where uh, – oh, wait. I think it's the uh, – I think maybe they got these turned up a little too high. Try one more time. Alan, are you there? Alan. Yep. Turn that speaker down over there on I your side. Off. Oh, there you go. Are you are you there? Yes, sir. How y'all doing? We're doing good. How are you this morning? Oh, uh, I'm working, but other than that, it's all right. Wait a minute. Which Alan is this? I don't know. It's Alan. He wants to talk about this. I don't Kentucky know. Up. I don't know if it was Al from Al's Wild Meat or, or if it's some other Alan. Oh, I wish. <laughs> oh really? So this is Alan. This is A two. You're Alan number two. All righty then. Yeah. I, hey, I, listen. I put in for that Kentucky uh, draw every year as well. After uh, many failed attempts in Wyoming to, at at six seven hundred dollars a pop, I decided to go to a cheaper route, a little closer to home, and put in. And tell you what, it's it's an impossible draw, but if you get it, it's a ninety eight percent success rate. Wow. See there, Bill George. You didn't mention that part, Mister Mister Depression over there. Well, how, um, it's like. It's like hunting whitetails here, and if you hunt at 10,000 feet, it's a lot better on your body. And, uh, yeah, and, and uh, I don't know if uh, the gentleman that's in her knows, but this, shortly they should be sending you some raffle tickets at $25 a pop or 6 for a 100 and the odds are better of winning the raffle for the for the bull elk hunt than actually getting the draw. Well, what's, so, the, what's the raffle for? Is the raffle for a... They, 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 they raffle off one of the uh, permits for the bull elk. Hunt. So it it's actually you have better luck winning the raffle, and every year whoever wins the raffle seems to shoot a monster elk, and they've got some big elk there in Kentucky. But, uh, well, my raffle's been going pretty strong with my new Tacticam that that's I had right, too in the last raffle I was in. Now, <laughs> if he doesn't want to pay for the raffle tickets, and I do, can I still apply? Can I get the? Ra- I believe I, I believe you can. I oh, that would be just not tickets. right. <laughs> Yeah, Bill ain't getting that. We're not going down that road. That would not. Well, that would have to be a. That'd be a whooping involved in that. If all of a sudden you like submarined them underneath it and got to hunt out from underneath Glenn, yeah. I'd be pissed. Hey, but you, you shoot one of those though. Everybody eats. That's well, what that's I'm talking true. about. Yeah. Now, how many years have you been applying for it? I've been trying for about uh, five years now. 
Well, I this is. Tired of, I got tired of the point system and the upfront price on the, yeah. on the out west stuff. And, yeah, that drives me insane. Well, this is going to be the first year and the first year draw. Yeah, it's going to be luck of the <laughs> what is what do they call it. The, the, the hey, Irish. Got just as good a chance as everybody else. So that's right. It's a level playing field. That's what I like about it. You know, you, you, it's just, it all comes down to luck. It's not points. It's not any of that. It's not who you know. It's just luck. Well, wow. and if I get drawn and I get a hunt, I'll at least bring you back a couple pounds of good elk burger. Man, ain't nothing like it. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I'm I'll, telling I'll you. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. I'll trade you some snapper or something. Ooh, that's good a to good be. trade, man. Well, Alan, thanks for the call, and good luck. Yes, sir, you too. See All you, right. buddy. It's a shame you couldn't bring him back a hoof or anything. Otherwise, Bill George would turn you in for the price yeah. of an elk hunt out Wild West. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark, hang on. Don't go anywhere. We want to get to you as soon as we get back from the top of the hour break. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. This is Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. 